I've converted strong black woman to soft black woman. Yes, ma'am. For me, the S will stay there, but it will represent soft. It will represent all them, all them other things because learning how to deal with clinical mental um, health challenges. I literally can't project a strong black woman all the time. Like Mm -hmm. it, it was me trying to put on a facade when the facade wouldn't fit. <laughs> What's what up? The heck? What the heck? Hey, babe, back for another one, huh? We are okay. I can do it now. We are back. We are back. Uh, I don't have people singing that, huh? You're gonna have people singing that. Yes, that's listen. You're trying to start a wave. Oh, a, a wave of weirdness, though. Uh, trying we to need black weirdness. People. It, we need representation. People. Uh, loudly singing bad yep yep Uh, we want it okay it's bad mariah and beyonce and all them ain't the only ones that need to be heard we need some bad opera too okay we are out here we exist oh my god um what are we talking about today um we are talking about wellness i'm so excited for today's guests um, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Hester, aka Dr. Dave, and the self-care queen Lydia. Um, I this episode was everything. Okay. Period. Hand cross Nick. Period. End of sentence. Yeah. Um, it, it was, was everything. It was literally everything. And <laughs> so when we were describing it afterwards, remember, do you remember the word you used? I used the word. Remember the word you used to describe the episode? No, when I said it was ugly. You said it was ugly, but I said I said we're gonna start using this word. You said intelicated. Oh was yeah. Thinking, oh, yeah, you was about to sit down on the toilet. <laughs> I'm gonna give it away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was boo boo. No, we're not recording that. No, we're not recording that part. You're not gonna tell them. No. Okay, it's okay. Anyway. No, no. Anyway, <laughs> I hate the way you say boo boo. Um, yeah, but I said it's our new word, intelligent and educated. You know why? Because some people ain't both. There's people that are intelligent but not educated. And I don't know how that happens, but I know it happens. And educated but not intelligent. Once again, I don't know the pathology of that, but it exists. Well, you know how people can be educated and not intelligent. There, there are plenty of people who just do their homework but don't know what the hell they. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they got straight A's, but yeah, you give yeah. them very sensible life type shit, and they don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, you know? that's they true. Like, that's true. Like, you know, listen, like, one of my uh, teachers in college was definitely educated with a master's. Did not know a lick of how to formulate a sentence gra- grammatically intact. So yeah, book smart, yeah. book smart, yeah. street dumb. That's what we used to yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yep. Know, so book like, smart, not street smart. Plenty, or vice there's plenty person. of people who are, you know, who are not intelligent, and we we are striving mm-hmm. both. We man. need to have a, a harmony of both in our community, and this episode really showcased that. Like. I said I was not nearly as ignorant as I've been in previous episodes because I was just sitting back taking it all in. And one of the things that I really meant to ask Dr. Dave and um, Lydia about was that morning before we recorded, I actually learned about neuroplasticity. And I was like, oh, this is the perfect thing to ask Dr. Dave to expound on because, you know, that's his field of, of that. 
yeah. language. And I meant to ask him to expound on it, but that means y'all gonna have to um, stay tuned for when we have them back on at some point so I can ask him, even if it ain't got nothing to do with the episode, because I want him to expound on neuroplasticity and like how it fits in and like maybe why we should know about it because it's actually very interesting. And to learn about it in a Bible plan was pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, I definitely forgot. <laughs> and uh, I was so like all over the place. I even said something silly like, have y'all ever seen a home theater, a luxury home theater? And I'm like, of course they have. They probably have one. But um, that leads me to a takeaway about this episode. After the episode, Babe knows, Philip knows that I was very much overanalyzing how I was because I, I definitely felt like the least intelligent in the room. And I was, to be honest with you, like everyone listening, like I was a little self-conscious about it. Like we have three amazingly accomplished people on this platform and then there's me and I, I'm okay with that because I'm getting there, but I just, I definitely felt a little like inferior, I guess. And I just was, I, I, I don't know. I just felt humbled being in you guys' presence and um sorry if there was a little i hit the mic on accident do i sound okay that yeah, sound okay. good okay but yeah see and one of the takeaways that i had and this is not really giving away the episode but like when uh lydia said um because you were explaining something to them about how i i'm being right now like over analytical and she was like be careful not to let perfectionism keep you from being good. And I was like, oh, that's a bar. Like there were so many bars, but like this episode, I hope speaks to every one of you listening uh, because there were so many things in our community that were spoke spoken about between us that we as a community, I think don't talk about enough. So it was a very valuable episode for me because you know, I'm all about wellness. That's what my company is, my enterprise, my business. And it was so like, inspiring and um like humbling i guess to just sit amongst my accomplished peers and like just have that conversation and that dialogue and it wasn't like i didn't feel i didn't feel like they were making me feel inferior whatsoever it just to sit amongst y'all accomplished people you know two men on the uh, on the path to helping people uh heal their minds you know their brains and all that and then me and lydia focusing on the totality of wellness you know everything fits in but like us going the wellness route just that route i just felt like it was a beautiful um round table and i could go on and on but definitely please 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 listen to the episode it means so much to me to do this and i can't wait to have them back so yep i don't you basically said it all i don't really have <laughs> what i said <laughs> what yeah, i said like, <laughs> yeah you basically said everything so uh let's get into this episode yes so well 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 come to wellness here we go I got it, babe. I figured it out. Welcome okay. back. Welcome. Sing it. Go ahead. If you're gonna sing it, go ahead and sing it. Sing what? What you normally sing for? Welcome I don't back. Sing anything? 
oh, I'm not doing that. Their ears, I don't want to mess up their ears. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no. I was definitely going to say, okay. Oh, no. Not this okay. episode. Not this They're episode. Special cool. guest. There you go. Um, Bang. That's a great segue. So, speaking of special guests, we have two very special guests um, who decided to join us uh, for our what? What episode is this? Number seven? I have no idea. It doesn't I don't know. Something like that. It, we we somewhere in there. Boom. They've all been great. Go back and check them all out. Okay. Um, but here's the guest. First off, Miss Lydia is a multifaceted creative, an advocate of self-care, an ASMR artist, and an entrepreneur. She better talk all that talk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she uses her artistic talents in various ventures to inspire those around her with her innovative spirit. To find out more about her, check her out at everydayselfcarequeen.com. Boom, right? That was good. And then, <laughs> yes. and then you know, we got to introduce my guy, the illustrious Dr. Dave, uh, a rational human learning to be rational. You love bars. He dropped, I saw Jay-Z background the other day and I should have known like, okay, he's, he's not, he's not here to play around. His background includes, uh, well-being engineering, behavioral research, technological equity and inclusion and curating new technology for improving well-being. You can connect with him as linkedin.com slash David Hester Jr. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We need like yes. a round of applause. Sound right. Yes. Right. I'm right. snapping, I'm snapping, I'm snapping. <laughs> so happy to have you both here. I'm yes. so excited. This is Black Love at its finest, Black excellence. I'm, I, I can't hear me smiling on my yes. mic, but I'm like super excited. I'll probably be really quiet because I'm just going to take everything in. Um, before we really dive in, though, I love the introductions that you sent to us. But before we really get in, we have a well, we have essentially two well-being experts at on our podcast. And so what I would I personally would like is just a brief expansion on what it is that you both um, actually do in your um, respective fields. Well, I am like a concrete content creator. Okay. I, uh, you know, um, now my playground has really been TikTok live. Mm -hmm. uh, and I go live Monday through Friday between noon and 3 p.m. Uh, with ASMR, which is, it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it basically helps people regulate their nervous system um, mm -hmm. in a natural type of way. So through mm -hmm. sight and sound, what we call triggers, um, it's like a massage of the nervous system to help people relax you know wow. um, yeah so that that is that has been my thing um you know as a mother and and being a wife for now almost what uh almost 17, 17. 18 years wow uh, you know it's and and having teenagers you know I, I understand how important it is that you know we take care of ourselves um, because we can, you know, we can give and give and give and give and you really can't pour from an empty cup. So I just really advocate for um, people uh, remembering to take care of themselves, you know, and, and understanding that self-care isn't selfish, it's it's necessary. And I'm yes. inspiring that through ASMR currently. So love that. And I love that more people need to realize that self-care isn't selfish. Like in my field, 
I love promoting that because a lot of people will say, I want to get healthy for my kids or for my, and I'm like, well, if you focus on you, all that's a trickle effect. So if you're pouring from an empty cup or digging, you know, an empty well, you have nothing to give. If you give from a full cup, then there's overflow, there's abundance and everyone will reap the benefits of that. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're able to be your best self for those around you um, when you take care of yourself. So yeah, that is what it is. Dr. Dave. Um, I can't really follow up that intro like she does amazing things. <laughs> She's doing numbers like I'm, 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 I'm real. It's a, it's a, it's a blessing to 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 be inspired by her. Uh, remember, you, the poem you wrote called "Inspired." Yeah. Oh, you talking about college? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, we might need that. <laughs> no, not I. Hang on. That was years that ago. Was years oh, ago. I can't. My, my background, just like you said, just trying to learn how to be better. I'm a servant leader, to, to use my corporate speak. You know, I'm a, um, <laughs> uh, an entrepreneur, you know, and I like to find hard questions and solve them with a, a different point of view. I have a larger distance traveled. So when people ask me what I do, my typical, my answer is depends on what time of the day mm. and what problem I'm solving or what celebration I'm having mm. know, sometimes just hanging out with people the cool things I get to do are celebrations mm-hmm. uh, so you know that includes you know, speaking uh, keynotes and just bringing up some really interesting ideas and hanging out with scientists who are trying to change the world mm-hmm. nothing you know small stuff but everybody's doing that I mean everybody's really a scientist where we're all trying to do our little mini experiments so that's my typical introduction I just uh like hanging out and being human once in a while. He's mm-hmm. so humble. He's yeah, so he humble. Is. I'm not humble. It's I the hear truth. it all the time. I don't I... know anything. <laughs> oh my know. goodness. That's the most humble answer. Not I don't true. know anything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's the goodness, great. Yeah, that's that's him. That's him. Mm-hmm. And she would know far better than I do. But even my, you know, uh what year of interacting with Dr. Dave, like that. That is authentically how he walks around. Like, that is who he is. Very humble. You never feel like you're, uh, I don't want to say parade. Like, it never, you, I have, uh, so let me tell you this. And I don't know if you know this, Miss Lydia, but I got on him about this. Uh-huh. Because I saw the name. Right. And I am automatically attributed doctor to his name whenever I reference him. Right. Mm -hmm. In Mm -hmm. public and private, in his face, behind his back, it doesn't matter. He gets that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are situations where I have heard that that hasn't been the case. Nah. And it really (laughs) is. I will tell you that it bothers me. And I've told him that, that like it bothers me. You know, like it it really does, because as somebody who is working to get to that point, to see somebody who has actually uh, scaled the mountain and then Mm -hmm. not not be respected for their efforts is something that's really bothersome to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. you would not be the first. I mean, even family, uh, myself, you know, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-love, my mother, we're always like, no, it's it's Dr. David Hester, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and as you can hear, he's very, very humble, but you know, I was there every step of the way. He worked really hard for that, you Mm -hmm. know, and and he should get that respect, you know? 
Um, but he's he's very very humble and doesn't like to to boast or you know he he doesn't want anyone to feel like he's trying to you know be on any type of high horse or put on airs or anything like that but I tell him all the time like no babe you worked really hard for that you know and no you know yeah I that is not uh, something essentially to be taken lightly you know And, and and at least if other people are going to you know, uh, I ain't gonna say out and out disregard, but maybe they've gotten mm-hmm. so comfortable with him mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. just decide, like, oh, okay, I can just call him Dave. Mm-hmm. I will always show the respect of the work. So Thank he you. will always be Dr. Dave to me, you know, um, no matter where he's at, what he's doing, how, you know, uh, how long it's been since I talked to him or whatever. Yeah. Um I respect that work because I, I and, and I can't even say that I know what it is right now, but just mm-hmm. based off of what I have learned about what it could be, mm-hmm. that that is an enormous amount of work to not have mm-hmm. your your efforts uh, uh, respected by uh, being called that title. I, I think that it's deserved. Not even I think it is deserving. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's I appreciate it. Th- thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. hopping on the soapbox. I appreciate except, uh, you know, we've been working on that. I yeah. accept that. I am that. Not being boastful and saying that. And now we can, you know, dispatch with all the pretenses. And- <laughs> <laughs> but talk about that, babe. Talk about like it. how it took I know. It's all, it's yeah, it, it, it took him a little while to, you know, get comfortable with that. And, you know, we had to be like, my mom was like, no, give me your, I'm going to frame this. Yeah, like, her, you need to- her, her mom framed it and she stayed on me. It was yes. like every couple of weeks she was like, hey, I need you to go down to Hobby Lobby. Yeah. I need you to tell me how much it's going to cost to frame it. When yeah. is it getting done? And yeah, she stayed on me to, to make sure it got done. She framed my husband's PA. PhD before she framed my master's. <laughs> I, no, for real. Like she was recently, she was like, oh, she was like, well, I didn't even get your, your degree. I, I said, that's okay, Ma. You know, so she was like, well, I gotta, I gotta frame yours too. I said, okay, Ma, I, I'll go get mine framed, you know, but right. yeah, I mean, talk, talk about that though, babe, because it took you a little while to like be comfortable with the fact that. Well, yeah, I mean, earlier when I talked about distance travel, um, that book, The Equity Gap by Mitch Kapoor and Frida Kapoor Klein is really uh, a, a picture of how there are different avenues to to get to where you want to go. There's different journeys, different heroes' journeys, different downfalls, but it was, it was you know, always kind of in the back of my mind, like, oh, this is not enough. Or not that it's not only it's not enough, but because it may not be the usual track I'm talking Oxford University, right. you right. know, um, Rhodes Scholar, brought nothing against any of those accolades. They're all beautiful and deserving. Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes uh, for people who take a, a longer route to get there, mm-hmm. uh, don't garner the same respect. So, you know, yeah, it, sure. it took a minute, but then it really took a community, mm-hmm. family, friends, connections, colleagues, um, you know, loved ones, uh, just really acknowledging and showing like hey this is you know what do you say sometimes my, my wife sometimes walks up behind me and says this is a big fucking deal yeah the same way that uh, <laughs> you guys remember i say that to him all the time i love it i love it i love I would it. be your vp babe i'll be your vp that's right that's right you have to be 
white man, I'm all a- of that. All that, you know, because representation is so important. Yes. And sometimes as, you know, educated Black people, we can suffer from... Um, what is called like imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, yeah. It's like, no, no, we we work for a seat at the table. We deserve to be in the room. That's right. Absolutely. And that that's just something that that uh it, it made me think about a question. So yeah. how resistant were you to that change, Dr. Dave? Um it was the it was the thing I wanted most, but when I got it um it, it 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 didn't. Uh, he's as you can see, he's still kind of resistant. Yeah, yeah, still kind of resistant. Yeah. still a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And, and but it, it, I've learned something from this process, which is enjoy the journey because, like she said, it was a long journey. Right. And, I, and stuff that I learned in between time was so important. Um, and I think about it for like people who like have kids, and, yeah. and they're like, oh, I just or, or or not even kids, marriage. Sometimes a wedding is the biggest thing they want. The biggest wedding, that's all they dream about. And then you get that wedding and, you know, the work hasn't even started. So, yeah, it, 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 it's still a little resistance. And it's mainly because when you when you start to, you know, run certain experiments and, and, and whatnot, you see how, uh, especially in academia, like if you're not publishing, you know, you're you're not surviving. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a, there's a rat race there. Um, but also, it, it, on the flip side of that, to, um, research is always improving. So the knowledge that you had six months ago can be completely void if enough, you know, peer-reviewed studies go out in a you know clinical trials and completely debunk what you've been working on. So do you yeah. feel like you still you're still like proving yourself? Mm. Oh, That's a great question. Yeah, yeah, you're all. all you're always proving yourself, but I don't, I've learned to, instead of it being external, like I'm proving myself to, to someone else, right. it's internal. It's more, right. you know, interoception. Like I have to prove that this version is going to be a little bit better, maybe 10% better than the version from five years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that, you know, you want to, want to upgrade, you know, you gotta, you gotta upgrade, upgrade your software, upgrade your software. We're, 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 we're OS is out here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he is we're not OS lying. is out to speech. <laughs> he is not lying. That, that's, that's so true. And the internal, uh, competition, I think can drive you to higher highs than the external competition ever could. Yeah. You're your biggest critic and you're your biggest, you should be your biggest competition as comparisons of people joy right you only have yourself to compare yourself to then you should be always looking up in a positive light so yeah i i completely understand that mindset too but you you took the work to get here so that needs to be applauded at all times that title was earned through hard work sweat short nights you know what i'm saying or sleepless Mm -hmm. nights all of that stuff so i wanted to ask you both how we have illustrious excellence right here on our podcast how did you how did you both get to the place where you are serving the community in the way you are mm. <laughs> we're both looking we're at, both each, looking other at each other like other yeah for, for the audio <laughs> description for the people who watch tv shows with audio description uh, it, 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 it'll say david and lydia looked Look at, at each, each other, other. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for each other to, to answer because we're still in this thing you know mm-hmm. like day by day but yeah. you know 
David and I met in college with mm. our feet on the ground. You know, that's how we met each other. Uh, mm. He was a part of Alpha Phi Alpha um, fraternity. I was a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Well, we're both a part of, I'm a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So we were both very active in our communities. And that's how we, that's how we met each other. And, you know, we've just been, this is something we've just been doing, you know, four years we Mm. just keep continue you know continuing to be um continuing to try to have a positive influence and uh trying to build our community you know like doing that since before we met each other that's that's like an innate divine passion you know what Mm -hmm. both of you are doing so like did you see a need one day like were you on a different trajectory and then you, you know, like some people, they'll go to school and they'll be studying law. And then all of a sudden, oh. they see a community need. And then it's like, oh, I'm about to pivot and do, you know what I'm saying? It's so funny you mentioned that because oh, God. that what really happened. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> not for me, not for myself, but that's literally David's story. Like, oh my God. LSAT scores will. Yeah. <laughs> He, he was he was uh, originally studying to be a entertainment lawyer. Maybe? Entertainment lawyer, yeah. sports wow. attorney. Sports attorney, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then decided to pivot. When when did you pivot, babe? This was like it's just a, a, lo- a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We're not gonna... <laughs> no, no, no. We can we can we can say it. it's the odds. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, definitely yeah. almost mm-hmm. spit out my water. Very <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> it was very close. <laughs> very close. Ooh, they almost got us. They almost got us. All right. Um, but it, it was, yeah, it was around that time we made that pivot because you talked about seeing a problem. I did see a problem when I originally was looking at sports training. I was looking at the athletes and they were getting ripped off at the time. Yeah. This is before Rich Paul. This is before mm-hmm. LeBron and his crew and, you know, had, had created such um, important businesses uh, together. People were being ripped off. Less people were representing themselves. I know Ray Allen, uh, NBA player, was representing himself at the time. And I wanted to make sure people were treated properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and compensated. And compensated, really. you know, appropriately. And that, I think, also fueled our want to always give back to the community and be a part of the community because we see that when people don't feel seen, mm-hmm. they won't they'll try to stay silent or they'll act out. You know what I mean? Yeah. However that manifests. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, but it was around the, it was around the early odds. And <laughs> I decided to, to look into to more of really my, again, I keep turning to myself. Mm-hmm. I was, I was messed up out here in the game. So I was like, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, what's wrong with me? Like I, there's some, like my, if my yearbook, if you were to look at my yearbook, like the people would sign it and they'd say, Evil D, you know. Uh, oh, wow. True story. So, you know, had to work on myself. Mm-hmm. And that led me to, you know, learning more about positive psychology and, and neuroscience and esoteric um, art, ASMR, which my oh, wife nice. taught me. I, cause I, every time she says it, I'm like, that's what that means? That's yeah, what I mean. never knew what that meant. Before. Yeah, she I just, just said to it. it, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, yeah. it, there was the a ASMR's caption. been around it since, like, 2007. You know, wow. it, it started with people just, you know, expressing that 
they would feel a certain way when someone whispers in a movie or turns a page in a book, you know, just like the feeling it gives you. And, wow. and everybody started, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the whole Mandela effect now. Everybody was like, mm-hmm. yeah, me too, me too, me too. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, studies were done. It's like, okay, this actually is helpful. But I think for us, you know, we had to pivot because with us, you know, getting married young, um, starting a family young, it was just a lot of things that we had to consider. And David talked about, you know, quote unquote, taking the road less traveled. We definitely had to take the, the road less traveled. We had somebody else's life. That's what she used to, to uh, tell me. She used to be like, living somebody else's life. Like we got to jump timelines or something, you know, but, you know, but it, you know, I think that had a big influence. I, you know, I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for David, but definitely had a big influence on how I wanted to make an impact on the community, you know, um, as a wife and, and as a mother and as a black woman in America, you know, just, um, seeing how I could be of service to, you know, black women mm-hmm. in my, in my community and, and, um, you know, them seeing that, you know, you can do it, you can make it through, you know, what these circumstances, cause I've been there myself, you know, mm-hmm. and, and this is, this is how you can, this is how you can do that, you know, and you can also take care of yourself while doing it. You don't have to burn yourself out and you know, be that strong woman and, and you're all frazzled and, and can't keep it together. You don't have to do that in order to um, keep your family together and succeed. So. Yeah. Say it loud for the people in the back. And say it loud for the people in the back. Because those tropes are tired. We, we yes, indeed. Yes, those tropes are very... So that kind of helps us pivot then into really... Like, we, of course, definitely wanted to get to know both of you and what, where you got, how you got to this point. And it leads more into you're doing so much and there's something called compassion fatigue right so you can get burnt out from doing good and I actually heard it first during the pandemic with our pastor so he Mm. took a sabbatical and I was like that's a thing wow yeah so (laughs) it happens hey so I it's good that people take time for themselves and when they're serving others you still we already talked about the uh empty cup or the half full and all that stuff so doing all this for, and we can all chime in for this, but like doing all this for your community, for your peers, for our uh, marginalized brothers and sisters, it can take a toll on you mentally and emotionally and um, sometimes physically. So like for both of you, when did you realize that a focus on wellness was necessary for yourselves? Ooh, <clears throat> well, for me, it was, it was, an, uh, I, that, that was a way of, uh, how do I say this? <laughs> that was woken in me once I had kids, mm-hmm. you know? And we talked about before how people are like, oh, I want to do this for my kids. I want to do this for my kids. Yep. Um, you know, but I wanted to be the best for them. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like they are, you know, the, the biggest responsibility that, you know, I'm blessed to have uh, mm-hmm. is to be a mom. And mm-hmm. um, I wanted to make sure I was showing up as the best person um, so that I could be the best mom to my children. And I want to be the best example for my daughter. And, you know, I, I hope my husband is the best example, you know, for our son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what made me think like, okay, I can't, I can't, you know, um, I can't be out here just completely, <laughs> you know, burnt out, not taking care right. of myself, yeah. you know, so that I'm not able to, to be, the best that I can be for them and for my family. Okay. That's when it, yeah, for me. Okay. Oh, same. And 
well, it, except for me, it wasn't when we got married. Like it was, it, it wasn't when we had kids. It was when we got married. Uh, and mm. it was like, I was like, yo, I, <laughs> I have to, like, you know, it's like, I have to, like legally. You know, like, handshake yeah, my uncle. Yeah, that firm handshake. Like her uncle tried to break my hand. <laughs> he, look, he looked like a, a a villain from the from the Harlem Renaissance. Some type of. <laughs> gothic uh thing there and, and uh -uh. anyway he was you know he was he was he was he was breaking my balls a little bit and and uh but then it was like okay this is this is real you know and mm -hmm. when it I, I don't know what what kicks in with some people but when 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 stuff gets real you start to make make it work however that is sometimes you're trying to figure it out yourself sometimes you're trying to figure it out with others uh but directly, I think what was what was really cool about making more ideas about self care was <laughs> figuring out what a spa day was. Uh, so she, okay. she went to the spa. I had never been to the spa before mm. uh, for like years. Like I just never went. But then once she was, she was like, "Hey, why don't you come and we do a, a couple of things?" Yeah. And mm -hmm. I and I'll be honest again, resistance. I'm like, "Nah, I don't need yep. nobody touching yep, my the feet." Same way. I'm the same way. I'm cool. <laughs> Nah, I'm good. Like, I don't know them people like that. You know, I'm not ticklish. Yeah. Like, yeah. not ticklish, which is weird to people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I, you know, went and went on a spa day and it was, it was, it was amazing. It was and some people can't do that. And I also was, I had gratitude that I could actually have a spa day. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a time where I couldn't have a spa day where my reprieve was just, Going outside with a cigar and yeah. looking at the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had to encourage him. Like you, because my husband's a very, very hard worker. And, mm -hmm. and while I appreciate that, you know, I got to let him know, like, hey, baby, we in this for the long haul. I need you. I don't need you breaking down. Right. Side of the road. You know, I right. need you to take care of yourself. We got to make sure, you know, you're staying healthy and, and you're doing what you got to do so that you can continue to do what you like and, and you know, continue to inspire people and, and, and grow businesses and all of these things. But you have to take care of yourself, too. You know, that's right. And it's like oftentimes that's the only way people will learn is when mm -hmm. it comes to a hard road. Like I am breaking down, so I have to not a lot of us don't have the prerequisite of taking care of ourselves in order to have a full pot to give from. Oftentimes yeah. we have to break down in order, oh, I got to take care of myself so that I can, you know, help my wife, my husband, my kids, right? And so, like, I, this is really nerdy. I'm about to get super nerdy for the anime listeners. No, we um, love that. Okay, My Hero. I don't know. We're kind of behind. Yeah. We watched okay. um, My Hero and the. I, I don't want to spoil it. Have y'all seen the whole full, all the episodes of My Hero? Not no. the not the last season, yeah. The, the, okay. the kids are okay. Don't spoil it then. No, I, I, won't, I won't give it away. But there is a, a character who's going super hard, and their their peers have to step in and be like, if you keep going this hard, you won't be able to be a hero anymore. And it's like it takes that level of like you spoke of earlier, like it takes a village, a community, like banding together for the wellness of someone who's built to serve others. So, like as a husband, Dr. Dave, and as Dave, like you have the strength within you to serve your family, your wife, your kid. But if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to serve anybody. Mm -hmm. So it has to be a prerequisite that you're doing all the time, taking care of yourself in order to help the rest of those people that you're serving. And we oftentimes have to always break down before we're like, oh, we got to take care of ourselves. <laughs> like with him, 
he don't want to be touched by anyone at the massage parlor. And I'm like, no, let's go and have a spa day. And mm-hmm. he's so resistant to it. And even if I ask, you want a massage? He's like, no, I don't think I need yeah. one. But he's like, <laughs> David's the same oh. way. Yes. He's, he's like, the same way. <laughs> yes. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's going to only benefit you. So. Mm-hmm. Posed out here. My word. <laughs> but no, <laughs> right, right. it's, um, you know, uh, uh, it, it, it's hard because self-care was never given to me growing up. I don't know what that looks like. Um, and, and, you know, a shout out to my mom, you know what I mean? Because she, she, but I learned uh, essentially like how to go hard from her. You know what I mean? Like my mom had three children um, and, you know, my dad was really nowhere to be found. And she took care of uh, three kids, you know, uh, uh, the best she could with what she had while she was doing what she did. And there was no such thing as off days. That's just not that's just not something that she even now, you know, um, she works third shift as a uh, dispatcher for a college and she does not take off days, you know, and uh, I have had to even learn to. Uh, uh, a, a week ago or a couple weeks ago I took a week off not because yeah. anything needed to happen but just simply because I had been going hard doing everything at least since the beginning of the year you know and and uh, so that was school work building the business supporting babe and all her efforts all of that kind of stuff and um, it had been ingrained in me from the time I was young and then lo and behold, I went to the military. They don't, that is one of the worst places to go if you ever want to learn about self-care because they don't ever teach you how to do it. They teach you how to push through your limits, push past your limits. And there's even things that I do now that babe get on me about because uh, I do them in a way that is uh, essentially detrimental to my efforts. So like uh, to, to my well-being. For instance, like it'd be like 105 and I'm trying to go clean the backyard. I don't need to clean it right now. I can wait until it cools down. But I'm I am used to being able to do hard things and hard situations so much so that I know that that's going to be tough. But I I also know that I am able to push myself through that. But the difference is I don't have to anymore. And that's something that I needed to learn. Because if I never would have uh, got with babe and she never would have taught me how to slow down, how to sit down, how to uh, relax, I would still be doing uh, uh, all that I could pretty much all day, every day without believing that I ever needed a break. I don't miss work for nothing. I don't miss school for nothing. I don't do any of that for nothing. And it's not because uh, I'm trying to validate anybody else or anything like that. I just know to go hard. And the wellness portion of it is understanding that like, yeah, you can go hard when the time calls for it, but you also have to know how to rejuvenate yourself, how to be able to stop, how to be able to relax, how to be able to sleep because I actually have terrible sleep habits. And, you know, part of that is is uh, military-based, but um, even even my sleep you know, at one point was atrocious. Um, it's gotten a lot better now, but um, I I still, to answer the question, I still think that I'm realizing 
that a focus on wellness is necessary. Um, because I am uh, in the mindset that uh, the people who need me uh, depend on me to do what is necessary to be done without realizing, like y'all said, that if I'm not my best myself, there's no way I can give my best to anybody else. And it's crazy because I'll preach it to her and then I'll mess around and do something for four hours with no break or no nothing, you know? Um, and so I kind of uh, compartmentalize it in, in certain ways. Like I know that she needs this, but I don't necessarily all always apply it to myself. Isn't that wild? I, I, yeah, isn't that wild how, how that happens? Like you're doing, it's like you need to apply it to yourself. You, you're going OD, just doing whatever mm -hmm. you're doing. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and then you, you think about that. How much of that, sometimes I question when you talk about compassion, like how much of that is generational Absolutely. trauma oh, yes. popping up. Oh, yes. Like, oh, I just can't take a break because I've got to do stuff. Yes. And it's like um, our premarital counselor actually um, coded it as um, choosing to suffer because he has mm. a choice to go outside and play basketball in 92 degree weather or clean the backyard in 105. He's doing it anyway. And part of it, I believe, is military conditioning. But I'm like that, too. My mom, she does not stop. And I get that from her and I don't realize it. I had to stop when I was facing emotional burnout at my previous corporate job. I was working during the pandemic in the medical field and I was literally getting burnt out. And when my mom would ask how I was doing, I would break down crying out of nowhere. Yes. Didn't ask a specific question that triggered me. It was just, I was burnt out. So it was like, I, I kept going and going and going because we dive into the generational stuff. It's, it's colonized mindsets. It's, mm -hmm. we, were, we were brought here to work. And now we have this cycle, uh, this machine in our minds constantly working. They call us lazy, but we're not lazy at all. You know, generationally, we've always worked, always worked, even back in our own land, always worked. Now we don't know what rest is. And like all these songs talking about no days off or I don't I don't take days off or something like that. I don't like that anymore. I'm definitely taking a day off. <laughs> Two, three mm. days, eight days off. And if you need to, months. Right. Months, I, years. <laughs> yeah, years go, months. Because seriously, I was in the same situation you were, Candace. Uh, you know, first of all, thank you for, you know, being an essential worker and in oh, the healthcare you. system, you know, during the pandemic. You. you know, you guys helped us through, uh, really. But um, yeah, I, I faced that emotional burnout and I had to take FMLA, I, mm -hmm. you know, and to the point where I was avoiding talking to my mother because I knew I was going to break down if she asked me anything and I you know I couldn't even couldn't even talk to her but we have to understand that rest is productivity as yes. well oh my goodness. rest is productive as well and we can't have that toxic uh, mentality that we always have to be doing something we always have to be doing something to be productive you know um I don't know do you guys do yoga at all I try he try he he, he I, does when I make him, but he. Really like stretch so my hand so now. I, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but at the end of the at, at the end of a yoga session, you just lay there. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you complete. It's a part of the yoga session. So it's like yin and yang. You have the part where you're working and you're stretching and you're bending and, you know, you're really working your muscles and getting your heart rate up. And then you have the the part where you just relax. And that part is just just as important to the yoga session as the other parts where you're sweating and, you know, doing all this other stuff. The resting is just as important. You know, when we're sleeping and Dr. Dave can speak to this because this is in his, you know, arena, not so much mine, but Mm -hmm. our brains have to be able to rest. There's a part of our sleep cycle where we have to like our dump toxins or what I mean he can make it sound really fancy smancy (laughs) (laughs) all facts but you know there is there's a part of our day where we have to relax and our brain has to do what it has to do so that we can recover for the next day and when we're not sleeping and we're not getting the rest that we need it can become toxic to our body yeah so we have to we have to you know that same energy we put towards hustle 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 we got to put we got to keep that that same energy as the kids would say when it comes to you know making sure we're taking care of ourselves and also resting so rest is also productivity we, we have to yes yeah. rest is a weapon there's a book isn't didn't you get me that book babe rest is a weapon or rest yeah. is my weapon or something yeah, yeah. oh i like rest that yes. check that out i'm gonna find it i'm gonna go Right before we get off or after, I'll run and get it and send y'all or send him to send y'all the title and the author and all that. But it's rest is resilience. Rest is a weapon. Rest is. um, Are you both Christian? Yes. Okay. Rest is what God ordained because he did Mm -hmm. it. He set the precedent. So it's like we we have the example from somebody who didn't really need rest. But that was the first thing man saw him do was rest. So it's like we still are learning and like. Um, Philip said, we're still realizing we need rest, wellness. I mean, even in the um, the fitness space, rest repairs the muscles that you want to grow. So when you talk about sleeping and resting and, and um, regenerating, all of that is all encompassing. You don't build muscle while you're working out. You build it while you're sleeping. All the mm. micro tears and all that stuff happen when you chill out. So mm. I promote sit down, rest. We have rest days. We're not going hard seven days a week. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. And I think that in every space, we really like we need to have more of these conversations, especially, you know, I, of course, every group needs to have them. But I think for us, you know, I think we're we overlook ourselves in terms of the rest that we need. Um, and it's very necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. I when, when, we're, when we're dealing with fitness and athleticism, you know, if you don't rest, you could possibly injure yourself. Yep. And it is the same. It's the same way. It's the same yep. way, um, you know, physically and emotionally. If we're not getting the rest we need, we yep. can run the risk of injuring ourselves. You know, yep. So Overtraining is not fun. I've mm-hmm. experienced that. So, yes. Absolutely. I completely agree. OK, so then let me ask you then. Uh, and this is for everybody. So anybody can answer first. Where do you struggle at as far as wellness is concerned? Where do I struggle with wellness is concerned? Uh, I struggle with figuring out. OK, here's a, here's a good one. I struggle with figuring out why my body is carrying the one in a certain space. <laughs> but let, 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 carrying the one. Carrying the one. It's keeping score. Right, Dr. Dave. The, 
the, the, like there's a part of my neck, you know, that gets tight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, the book, the body keeps score. Yes. So I, I joke that it's carrying the one and it, mm-hmm. and it won't let go. I'm like, why is he still carrying this one? Right. So that's where I struggle with, with wellness is trying to figure out where some of like, how to get some of these knots out that, you know, you just maybe carrying for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. When you when you talk about the body keeps score, I think that was something that I uh, struggled with as far as wellness, as far as emotional wellness, right? And working through like childhood traumas, you know, trying to work through generational trauma and things like that, making sure I'm well emotionally because the body does keep score, mm-hmm. you know. So I so I may not understand, you know, why am I holding on to weight here or here or, you know, that I, I I truly believe that our emotions affect us physically as well, and and we can hold on to certain traumas in our chest or our shoulders or you know in our stomach and our in our in our throat chakra if we're gonna get all you know. But yeah, like, uh, <laughs> go ahead, go into it now. <laughs> you know, so I, you know, working through that and making sure I'm good, you know, emotionally so that I can be in my body. And when you're, when you talk about that, you know, why is this carrying the one being in my body, you know, because I, I've worked through some of those traumas and those, those blockages and I can, you know, be in my body and, and, and work on myself physically once I get a handle on mm. myself emotionally. Yeah, that's important because I think a lot of times I actually talked to um, a business consultant who is a veteran and he had and and, um, Philip attested to this mindset in the military that oftentimes they're conditioned to think that fitness is wellness. And oftentimes the mindset and the mind and emotions are overlooked. And he said, well, why are you promoting wellness? If you get them to eat right and work out, that is wellness. And I told Philip and he was like, no, that's what we learn in the military. And I know, you know, that's not true. And yeah. it's it has to be well-rounded if you're not paying attention to your mind. And like Ocho Cinco is a perfect example of someone who is super fit, but I don't think he's well. He loves McDonald's. <laughs> like, that fool loves McDonald's. He's probably a sponsor and like he probably gets <laughs> sponsored by them, but he's he's fit, right? But that's not a total encompassing of wellness. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that you have to have your emotions and your mind and all of that stuff um, in harmony in order to truly experience wellness. Absolutely. I think it's a domino effect. I think so. Because I mean, if we're going to talk about that Ocho Cinco example where he loves McDonald's, you know what I mean? Like I I had to to figure out like, okay, if I if I'm loving myself, right, self-love, I'm taking care of myself, I'm I'm being serious about my wellness. Why do I feed my body some of the things that I I feed myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and you and it, it. I think if you dig deeper and you you realize like, okay, well, maybe there's a part of me that feels like, you know, I'm, I'm not worth or, you know, I, you know, I'm not worth taking care of, or maybe that I'm dealing with some, you know, low self-esteem issues, or maybe I'm dealing with some self-love issues. And then once I address that emotionally, then I will feed myself better. I'm using this as an example, not saying this is what I went through, but yeah, you feed yourself better because you understand like I, this is a form of of self-love. What I'm feeding my body is also important you know, and being mindful of that. So I think, you know, it's like a domino effect when you work on yourself emotionally, then it spills over to the the physical. Yeah, I, man, that's good. Um, because I think that I carried a lot of 
emotions um, that I did not know how to purge. Um, and so it caused me, I was always able to go hard, but I don't know that I was my healthiest. Do you, you get what I'm saying? So, um, because I, I, you know, I, uh, um, I really was trying to prove to anybody who was looking, uh, that I was capable of the things that I was capable of. Dr. Dave, like you said, like I had to learn that it was not about the other people who are seeing and, you know, uh, 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 seeing what I'm doing and any of the comparisons that can be made, but it's all about the internal, uh, benefit that, uh, I'm trying to have and the internal wellness that I'm trying to keep. And, uh, one of the biggest things is, um, I was really big on hanging on to resentment, you know, um, I was, I was a very resentful person. Like if you ever said anything, or did anything to me that I did not like, or I did not appreciate, but I never got to address, uh, I held on to that. But the problem was, if I ever really saw you, I didn't know how to address it because I did not have the words or even the the mindset to be able to. And so I would hang on to it, even mm-hmm. though I could potentially see somebody, but then I wouldn't actually do anything uh, about it. Therefore, uh perpetuating that cycle of resentment that lives within me oh okay so now i am resentful and now uh it's starting to harm me because i think about what can i do to get this resentment out i can work okay how hard am i gonna work so hard that i don't think about the resentment and now i'm doing it all day all night i'm going and and even though it may on the surface look as though uh, I'm super healthy and yeah, I'm fit and I can do this. And, you know, I led my intramural team to uh, a championship. Holler at your boy. I had to throw that in there. But no, um, even even during those times, you know, um, because I didn't know how to deal with uh, the mental side of things, um, I definitely believed that uh, my physical self suffered. Um, Absolutely. And, and being getting into therapy at uh at babe's behest um i really learned that uh i was carrying a lot that i didn't even realize that i was carrying you know um i didn't like certain things not because i didn't like certain things but because there was an a traumatic event in the past that led me to not like those things um uh unconsciously or something like that yeah 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 you know uh, i could get through basic no problem that was easy it's just Mm -hmm. work and running you know running and push-ups and sit-ups and all that other stuff i can do that stuff easily but if you ask me how i was doing um Mm -hmm. you would always get the token fine i'm fine Mm -hmm. i'm i'm doing good no dipping below the surface yeah Yeah, like i didn't even know how Mm -hmm. i didn't even know how to say what was really on my mind i didn't i did Mm -hmm. not know how to um um really express myself in a way that would let you know like yeah i might be okay at this moment but there was something that happened earlier that really bothered me to the point of where i can't actually even focus Mm -hmm. you know or like i go to bed with that um and because i went to bed with that instead of sleeping eight hours i slept four yeah you know or or Mm -hmm. not even that um not even that yeah probably less than that real good sleep yeah, I and went, then that creates its own domino effect of when you're not getting enough sleep. Yep. You know that that can ha- that can um, 
that can affect your heart, all kinds of things. Absolutely. And I think about a saying that, uh, I don't know if my dad used to say that, I can't remember, but it's like when you're holding on to resentment, it's like drinking poison and expecting it to harm your enemy. Yep. It's exactly. only harming you. It's yep. only harming you. And so yep. I was thinking about Solange when you said you would you would just like work. I'm I'm a work and and, and cranes in the sky, she's oh, yeah. oh yeah. I tried to work it away, but that just made away. me even sadder. Yep. We have to deal with whatever, you know, we have to un uncover these these traumas or whatever it is that we have to deal with emotionally so that we can thrive and like live our best life and be our best selves. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I think we all touched on is Wellness is identifying when you know your limits and you ask for help. Asking for help isn't a weakness. It's actually a strength because you know when you need to hand a baton and you need to have someone help you. And I think a lot of us have tried to do it our own and on our own, we get burnt out and then try again. And then eventually someone comes like, hey, you need help. Like, let me help, let me help you because you're not asking for it. And I think that's, I think a struggle for me was not asking for help, like dealing with, um, clinical depression was really hard these past few years. And I really struggled to get further help beyond the weekly therapy. I needed more than that. You know, sometimes I wouldn't even ask Philip and he was right there. So it's like, I still sometimes still struggle with asking for help. And I still try and prove to myself that I can do stuff by myself when I know I have, he's my partner, he's my best friend. He's supposed to be in this with me. And I'm still trying to do stuff by myself. And that's, that's my struggle for sure. Mm. yeah i can definitely <laughs> and i think there's a value in like philip said you know when he went to therapy and found out there was a traumatic event that happened years ago and sometimes we don't even remember it you know but i think therapy is an awesome tool because a lot of the struggles that we deal with emotionally in our adulthood a lot of it is triggered by events that and traumas that we experience as a child. So sure. like you were saying, Candace, with that, that hyper, what do they call it? Hyper independence. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, you know, some, sometimes we can go through things and we don't even realize that, you know, that's why, you know, cause like myself, I, su I suffered from being vulnerable and mm -hmm. asking for help is a, is showing a vulnerability and feeling like you have to be strong and have it all together and you gotta yeah. figure it out. And you know, that can wear you out. Let me, yeah. let me ask, uh, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Miss Lee. I just no, thought that's okay. and I really wanted to ask the, the ladies this. Um, so the strong black woman moniker, mm. right? And you guys are basically just talking about the uh, uh, lack of vulnerability, you know, uh, or or the lack of asking for help. Um, talk a little bit about the strong black woman moniker and what it actually does to you guys, consciously and unconsciously. Mm. Lydia, you are welcome to go first. I would say this. <laughs> it, the, the strong Black woman moniker is ghetto, and I want no it parts is. of it's it. <laughs> <laughs> I am learning to throw that in the trash. Honey, I took my cape off. I'm not putting it back on. Mm -hmm. Took the S off my chest because it will really wear you down. And I think 
I mean, how much time we got? We could talk, we can go <laughs> on and on and on about, you know, how this was created and why it was created and, and generationally, you know, how we have just continued to perpetuate this. We got to we gotta put the world on our back and, you know, save everybody. No, we got to save ourselves, sis. <laughs> we gotta we gotta save ourselves first you know what i'm saying and so yeah i i believe it's ghetto and i want no parts of it take it away candace <laughs> it is ghetto it is tired it is unwanted you can't sit with us all of that like i'm good on it i've converted strong black woman to soft black woman yes so ma'am. for me the s will stay there but it will represent soft it will all them all the other things because learning how to deal with clinical mental um, health challenges I literally can't project a strong black woman all the time like mm-hmm. it it was me trying to put on a facade when the facade wouldn't fit and there's yes. no there's no weakness in acknowledging that I deal with anxiety and depression that's a strength mm-hmm. that I'm able to have someone help me identify that or I was able to finally say hey you know what like I need something and we mm-hmm. as a community, we all know it is taboo to talk about mental health in our community. So for me, my strength is saying, yeah, I go to therapy um, once every Monday. And I, I we used to have couples therapy on Fridays and I was proud of it. Like I'm seeking what I need to be strong when I can't be strong for myself. When my husband literally doesn't know what it is to be a woman. So there's some things he can't help me with. There's no, there's no, there's no strength in converting it to soft. There's no weakness in converting strength to softness. Softness is just another form of strength. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all, it's like I was watching a, a post. I'm not on social media, but my business page is. And it was saying that we're, as women, we're not taught to be built for marriage, actually. We're taught to mm-hmm. be independent. And then that's just going to continue to perpetuate the quote unquote strong black woman because then it's, I don't need a man. And then you put mm-hmm. down the right man that could be there to help take the burden off of you. So it's like other groups of people are, they're kind of, I don't know the word, but they're like not built, but they're taught like how to be a wife and how to be delicate. And we're taught, okay, this is how you do everything on your own. No, no, ma'am. No, thank you. You know, I don't know. You know, um, when you think about what that is, that that's, you know, part of that is, you know, the tropes that uh, they just try to give black, they, they try and label black women as everything, but queen. Like they, they really try and give y'all right, yeah, and, and protected, yeah, and you know <laughs> and everything. They give them all, and it's crazy how they try to redefine black women, but at the same time try to erase them. I, I, you know, mm. I think that that's crazy. But um, the strong black women, woman, and all of that other nonsense, I completely one hundred percent, one hundred percent agree with y'all. I just needed y'all to get on y'all soapbox and say that. But, yeah. Uh, Right, oh, because I'm glad, you, I'm glad you asked. Because yeah, I because I, I, I re- a, a follow up question. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on your show. This is your house. I don't. Oh no, no. <laughs> I ain't trying to violate. If you, no, you, you was a okay. Like if you had a question or something like that, you could have certainly. You can just jump in, you know. But um, I just think that uh, societally, you know, uh, black women are the most and least desired uh being on the face of the earth most desired for for everything from your aesthetic to uh your look to your bodies to your hair to uh the way you guys carry yourselves and all of those things but then at the same time 
they want to transplant all of that essence of you guys, which they can't, but they try and transplant all of the essence that black women carry onto other kinds of women and say that those women are those things while not acknowledging where that original essence came from, you know? And so even the strong black woman trope is, is uh, definitely tired, but they try and say that other, other, you know, women uh, are willing are outwork you guys and things like that. We know the statistics. We know who's graduating. Mm-hmm. We know who's we know lead. who's voting. Yeah, we who know who's voting. Yeah, right. I was just going to say that. Right. Who, who deals the most in entrepreneurship? We know those things. But when you see the uh, uh, um, the examples of those things, you hardly ever see black women. It's kind of not even kind of. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. To think that you guys accomplish so much and they promote you so little. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so, real. Yeah, that's real. That's they real. promote so little and then they're first to fire. And yeah, I'm I'm taking a jab at corporate America yeah, right I'm now taking, with the, you know, with the, the <laughs> Well, I mean, I I have to. The D the D and I mass exodus, you know, which yeah. were executive positions, you know, held by you know, African American women or, or women of color. And I think we also got to, you know, we can have a different conversation about using the word BIPOC and specifically meaning that mm-hmm. yeah. black indigenous person of color, because now it's starting to lump it, everybody in. But everybody in, they're not. Yeah. You know. Well, anyway. uh, but I, but I digress. Right. Anyway, back, back to the, uh, the nature. <laughs> I think that it's, it's wild that we don't talk about how they got the first, they're first to be let off, you know, or if a black woman, you know, is having an, uh, a, a challenging day. Like it's looked at as, oh, you you know, you're going to be a problem. And that made me think about, you know, a question to the women with that black woman trope. Right. And we, my wife and I talked, so that's why I'm asking this also is, you know, what do you what do you think needs to change in the systems so that women can be so it can be acceptable for women to be like, hey, I'm taking a week off. And you know why? And don't don't fucking ask. You know what I mean? Right. Like, for, 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 right. yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, what what do you think would would need to change for everybody to be as cool as it is to you know go into a, a bathroom at your local restaurant and see you know feminine hygiene products you know in the basket for free? free. Okay, I was about to say yeah, let's for put, free. Let's put yeah. it on there. Right. right. Why do we have to pay? Right. <laughs> to be a woman. Right. Uh, I feel like if we had more women in leadership that aren't pushing right out of my mouth, the, yes, the, the, the patriarchy, you know what I'm saying? Like that understand like, okay, you know, women, yes, we are valuable, you know, even though we, we have to deal with certain things, you know, we can be allowed that time, you know, because people have no idea what we go through as a woman you know, with our hormones fluctuating throughout the month and, and, and who knows, and we still have to, you know, put that game face on and, right. and handle our day and tackle our day. Some of us going through immense pain, you know? Um, but I, I feel like if, if there were more women in leadership that, um, that were honest about that, you know, that we can still be valuable, even though, Hey, maybe we have to be allowed this time to be soft, you know, we can still be assertive and we can still, you know, be powerful and valuable and, you know, make a big contribution while still being allowed to be soft and, and vulnerable as a woman. Mm. Yep. That's Go it. Ahead, hey, look, she she said what I was going to say. 
So that was it. So, uh, yeah, she 100% said what I would say. And I'll add this. I think that there also needs to be men in these positions Mm -hmm. because we all, we know that like, you know, uh, the fighters for is to get women into these positions. Well, who's in power, essentially in power now, the men. So men have to understand that, uh, you don't necessarily have to step aside in a sense, but you do need to make room because these women need to be there. And the only way that we're going to get to a place to where a woman can have a woman CEO can have a day without people calling her to be word is to normalize the fact that there are women and men working together and men do the exact same thing. There are days when men act just like that, but we don't get those tropes. And it's just a double standard that society has put on uh, uh, women as opposed to men that we're allowed to be all of these things. But when it comes to women, they have to carry themselves in a certain way. Men need to understand that they are allowed to be that and give them space, give them room to be that so that they can grow into those roles, so that they can have these businesses, so that they can walk into these boardrooms and just be like, look, today ain't the day, blah, 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 without somebody being like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with her? Like, why why is she acting like, like, nah, she had a day, just like Jim came in here the other day, hungover Mm -hmm. as hell and all that other shit, talking about- Smelling them. Yeah, like, you know, talking about some, (laughs) it's a day and y'all ain't got nothing to say to him. She didn't even Mm -hmm. come, she- like men 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 we need to understand that uh the responsibility to diversify falls on the privileged and not the underprivileged i like that i like that you mentioned that because that's always the argument right it's like oh just put you know just flipping just like no the people in in power have to make space that's right and have to be intentional about okay i'm gonna be an an ally in the truest sense and I'm not one of those people who like, once I had a little girl, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a girl dad now. And right. and I'm all, no, I, I was like that before because I saw, well, you know, what happened. I mean, of course, dra- dramatizing this oldest movie called I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, mm-hmm. where, uh, <laughs> where, you know, she was having- We all know the scene you talk you about. Know, you, know, we, mm-hmm. you, know, you know the scene, you know the thriller turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that you know that topic. Even though it was it was a comedic take, but it it still identified that okay, dudes got to you know we got to do better. And yeah. when when you diversify, when you make that space, I'm telling you, there's so much stuff that I don't know that when my I'm on a team and you know some of my women transgender whatever counterparts like point out something that I didn't know, I'm like, great, I would not have known that yeah. without without you without having that diversity. And I think taking it a step further, making space for women in leadership and also giving them the same respect. Right. Also giving them the same respect. And they, oh, same money, babe. Oh, where my money at? Where my money at? Oh, I didn't even get into that. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I didn't even, yeah. You really want me on my black women too? Okay, yeah, we, yeah. Oh my (laughs) goodness, like the idea. You know, and it's just ridiculous that society, for some reason, believes that women in the same positions doing the exact same job to the exact same efficiency don't deserve the exact same pay. How? And then when you factor in black women, we get paid even Even less. less. Yes. 
Yeah. It's like, is it like, I don't know the figures, but it is something wild. Like it's seven, uh, it's men, it's women make seventy seven cents. Uh, I, I I saw this recently, so I might be a little off. Seventy seven oh, right, cents yeah. to every dollar, and then black women make sixty one cents to every dollar. Yeah, it's something like that. And expected to do, you know, to do the same work, and in some to take cases, care of households, and you know, um, and take care of families, and uh keep you know the lights on and the, and it, you know these these households that uh, a lot of times these men have uh either abandoned let's be real um or they have been snatched from um mm-hmm. and they leave the women to do uh both jobs without giving her both pay mm-hmm. and then they wonder why she's doing whatever she's doing to make ends meet she might have to work two three jobs yeah and then she got to put them in daycare but oh guess what daycare is sky high you mm-hmm. like the it the mm-hmm. it, it just it's it, it's just a uh it's a mess it's a mess it's a highway robbery yeah <laughs> it really is it's, it's really really annoying you know to think about um, in terms of what society has done uh, specifically to uh, black women by, while also trying to promote that black women consistently and constantly need to do more. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's why what you else got, are they but, doing? But look at, but also shout out to us because look at what we've done with those odds. Yep. Look at what we've done with those odds. We are, we have the highest number of entrepreneurs, I believe, yep. if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. We are, we are highly, highly educated. Yes. You know, so it's yep. like, if you're not going to make a way for us, that's fine. We're going to create our own. That's yep. right. And like, Solange, you talked about Solange's album earlier, See It at mm-hmm. the Table. We need to just start building our own, you know, that's and it. creating space there because the people in power don't, they're always afraid that they're going to lose something. So mm-hmm. building your own table and creating your own, so you have to, you have to create your own entrance. Sometimes if they won't mm-hmm. do it, you got to do it yourself. You know, yes. no one else exactly. should be able to devalidate you. So yes. if you know you have mm-hmm. the value, you should, someone in power shouldn't be able to dictate whether or not you have that value. So building your own table says, hey, you might not recognize it, but here's the table I'm sitting at where the value is here anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely i oh man um well babe me and you have actually had that conversation about like uh building the table versus uh we talked about the constitution uh mm. specifically you remember that oh sure. we sure we sure did talk we did more than talk about it no yeah we argued <laughs> we definitely <laughs> argued but you know we, said, but, we were both yeah we were both very uh passionate about yeah uh where that is and what can be done and especially in terms of uh of our people and the equality that we deserve but we just seem uh, that seems to evade us at every turn um at some point you know um there has to be wholesale changes um systemic changes right yeah it, yeah systemic foundational consciousness you yeah know, all that and so, you know, um, before we look, we can do another one. We can go down that. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other part. <laughs> it's like episode two starts now. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> that'll get now. That'll that'll really get. OK, so let me so let me hit y'all with this question, because I kind of want to know um, wellness 
in your different spaces, what does that look like? Wellness at work versus wellness at home versus wellness and leisure versus wellness, you know, uh, and any other space that you care to elaborate on. So what does wellness at work look like? Having healthy boundaries. You mm. know, we, we were talking about, you know, working and, and overworking. I think one of the first steps to wellness at work is is making sure you have healthy boundaries. You know, making sure you know when you if you're in a, in a position of leadership, knowing when to delegate, knowing who to delegate to. So you're not taking it all on yourself. Um, if you're not in leadership, you know, knowing when to say, OK, I need help with this or If I'm going to do this, how can I prioritize it in a way where I can get everything done and I'm not, you know, overworking myself and and burning out? Yeah, I think that's that's. I I mean, so boundaries and my other tip is um, for people who are calendar lovers, schedule in a uh, hold for a brief reset. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, you know, it it, it, it could be whatever, you know, whatever time period you you think you can have a five minute up to an hour and mm-hmm. in that like really reset like reset your your, your mind do a quick meditation uh one thing that, that works for me with work is when i do that you know i may do something silly like uh squats because i i heard somewhere that that can you know boot you know especially if you're about to go into it like another meeting you know uh boost your heart rate so you can be a little bit more attentive so uh, I'll do stuff like that so that's kind of more exercise but it i use it in connection with work but mm. it's all about boundaries uh what she said is important because sometimes at work they'll ask well everybody knows they'll ask for more if they can mm-hmm. you know? yes they can and, yes they and, will and they will it's just the nature of it and it shouldn't be that way all the time um at the same time we we see where they're asking for uh, too much and people mm-hmm. are are really burning out and, and they're damaging them like I'm what I'm concerned about the future damage yes. about you know two generations from now who are products of parents who were burned out during the pandemic or were burned out from from work because they were required to not have a break or pee in jars or maybe it's not pee in jars maybe they were required to answer emails at 8 p.m you know, about something that really didn't need to be communicated yeah. or made to sit in meetings mm-hmm. that could have been an email. I, I, <laughs> I love saying that afterwards, like, oh, this could have been an email. So, you know, wellness is knowing how to put up proper boundaries. Yes. I was literally going to touch on that, like at work, um, oftentimes with certain jobs, they'll ask, they'll tell you, and me and him talk about this a lot. Like they'll tell you on the job description that this is what you're going to do. When you get there, you're doing a whole lot more. It's learning how to say no, Barbara can do that because Barbara gets paid for that. Like it's obviously <laughs> respectfully, but you know, sometimes people will take advantage. And what do you say, babe, about the military? It's don't volunteer or you'll get voluntold or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. You don't you don't so, um you don't raise your hand. Uh, uh my sister taught me this because she went into the military at, uh in 2005. Shout out to my big sis. Um she was like when you go they're going to ask you to raise your hand for jobs do not raise your hand for anything because once you do that you make yourself a target and they're going to make you do everything and so when i got there i ain't raised my hand for nothing i got a job 
but they didn't, you know, I didn't raise my hand for nothing, you know, anyway, just, you know, out of, out of self-preservation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's one of the, when we're talking about, you know, wellness at work, um, you know, boundaries are important. I think boundaries and then uh, I will add uh, accountability mm. because I think that there's a lot of people uh, uh, who don't necessarily understand what accountability is or how it works. Uh, there will always be accountability up the chain. If I'm the worker, I have to report to the assistant manager. If I'm the assistant manager, I have to report to the manager, uh, you know, and then so on and so forth. And that's expected, right? Like. If the employee does something, the assistant manager wants to know what happened, the employee has to answer them. If you don't, you you run the risk of getting yourself in trouble. But I really think that uh, wellness is also expecting accountability coming down, you know, and Dr. Mm-hmm. actually a really good example of this, you know, um, if the employee asks a question of management and um you know obviously you're not being uh disrespectful in your request um that request should be answered right you know because i'm not asking you anything that isn't uh Mm -hmm. uh disrespectful or out Mm -hmm. of your wheelhouse or you know anything like Mm -hmm. that uh and especially if i'm asking for you know uh uh like clarification or something like that uh, Mm -hmm. because what it does is it promotes clear communication channels and oftentimes what happens, especially when you're at work, is part of the reason people ain't got boundaries is because they don't have clear communication channels. They feel like they can contact you whenever they want to because you're the employee. No, 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 no. I told you what time uh, my phone goes off or you know what time I walk out of this place. Do not hit me up after that unless it's an emergency. That's a boundary. Okay. You know, like if you need additional help, let me know. But I may ask to be compensated for that. Understand that that understand that about me, you know. And so like you'll never get to those kinds of conversations if you don't establish uh, clear communicational channels, you know. Um, And so I think accountability definitely needs to go up, you know, because that's just the way it is. You are accountable as the employee for the things that you do. But the higher you go, the more accountable you should be. Yeah, I agree. But also self-accountability, because let's talk about like ownership and entrepreneurship. Who are you mm-hmm. accountable to? Yeah. You will have that light on, that mind going all hours of the night because you're only accountable to yourself. And so we talked about, you know, turning your phone off for your boss. But what about turning it off for you? That's as a business mm-hmm. owner, you will always, I won't say always, because some of us have a system down now, but like you might mm-hmm. always want to get new clients. So if someone hits you up for me, Dr. Dave, you said talking about like a time to reset. I had to implement an hour for lunch in my workday because if not, I would constantly just want to take clients all the time, answer right. emails and stuff. So I give myself an hour and it's for me, it's not some precedent that was set. Like I can take, take as much time as I want or as little, but if I'm not accountable to myself, I again will burn myself out like what happened in the corporate space. So saying no to yourself sometimes if you want to keep doing more, saying no to people who want you to keep doing more, and especially in the ownership entrepreneur space, having that accountability and those boundaries because rest is a weapon, rest is resetting, rest is all of those good things. And if in the middle of your day, you have to write it on your calendar to do it, to rest and to reset, 
then do it. But that's how you get it done because as a business owner, you are always thinking, always innovating, always on go. And you have to literally learn how to make your business work around you and not the other way around. Mm. Systems, systems, yes. so important. I think when you mentioned systems, like I think that's important as well, especially as an, an entrepreneur, you know, so that you're not burning yourself out, having those systems. Absolutely. I <laughs> Goodness gracious, you guys are dropping. Okay, so then home, wellness at home. What is, what is that? Oh, oh, that's easy. Wellness at home is, um, you know, just having a laugh. Um, mm. For, for, for me, wellness at home is sometimes just a, a certain playlist, you know, a certain BPM mm-hmm. and doing something silly like coloring. <laughs> like yes, coloring, I coloring book. for that. Yes. And, and this is from a person, you know, they talk about drawing inside the lines. I've never been able to draw <laughs> to color inside the lines. I have like, <laughs> terrible handwriting. I literally have doctor handwriting. Oh, and, no. Uh, so coloring is fun because now I can do it without any pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't have that expectation to color in the lines, do whatever I, I want. Right. And it's, you know, just good reprieves. And I also benefit when others are good with their wellness, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes if it, uh, wellness may be a walk after dinner, it's like, oh man, that was stuff, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's, uh, let's, let's hop a walk or something. Uh, and you know, get those get those little light endorphins right before sleep. Yeah. So, uh, and also down to the kind of, you know, you're talking about that dinner, feeling heavy, that that um, goes into like, what kind of food are we yes. having in the home? Like, what are we feeding ourselves? Yeah. Um, I think that's important as well. There's uh, a, a meme of Lawrence Fishburne and it's, I think it's from, is it from Boys in the Hood? I don't remember, but. He's basically like, is what you're putting in your body helping you or hurting you? Mm. No, we don't yes. think about that. It tastes good. And so therefore it is. No, no, no. And a lot of people think um, healthy food is nasty. I have put this man onto some plant-based. He He's from the East Coast. He loves <laughs> Italian food. I have put him onto some plant-based spaghetti, um, um, nice. pasta, nice. All, all types of stuff. And it tastes amazing. And we have mm-hmm. to get out of our homes this idea that junk food is the only thing that tastes good. You sustain yourself through positive eating. You have better energy, better mood, better relationships, all of that stuff just from what you're consuming. And people don't know that nutrition is 80% of your, your, um, your, um, your health, you know, as far as your fitness journey. So you can work out and all that good stuff, but back to Chad, Ocho Cinco, you can look like a, 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 a Hercules, but if he's eating what he's eating, that can break down. So mm-hmm. it's all about having balance and especially what you have in your home plays a huge role. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I think that it's, uh, I'm with Dr. Dave. Like, I like to laugh. So when I'm off of work <laughs> and all of that, um, my first thing is I may go pick with babe. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Like get off the word. That's not wellness. Where is her wellness? I didn't. I we do. You know, we could talk about what what wellness looks like for you. you wow, that's so that's so one sided. 
Well, no, it's, you, uh, no, it's not unless look. you play along. You know, no, like, no, she <laughs> don't. I, you know, you okay. know, no, she definitely does not play along. Like I'll go in there and you know do a little something, and the next thing I know, I'm getting bum bumped and and hit. Everything, you know, like it's, you know, pretty ridiculous. But you know what? Um, at the end of it all, um, there's normally a kiss and a hug or a forehead kiss. That's good. Something yes. like that. You know, just the you know, like I pick with her, but she knows that the reason I do it is because I love her. I don't pick mm-hmm. with anybody else like that. Yeah. And that's so. um that's important. I was actually gonna say, uh, we talked about nutrition, but wellness at home really like if you have a strong union and a strong foundation as spouses and your home thrives and so like for me i'm really big on game night like if i i get sad mm-hmm. if we don't do our friday night game or video game oh, night and i'm like you forgot oh, snap. what y'all on oh <laughs> are you talking about video games uh, yeah like whatever game really okay so he'll tell you he's super he's super into destiny and i just Got to the point where I can play Destiny too. So sometimes our game that our uh, game night is either video games or movies or like board games. So I whooped him in what was it? Risk Life, one of those. Oh, oh first off, hold on, first off, hold on, 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 I booked you. you in all the Apple games, darts. No, not darts. It was golf. Oh yeah, mini golf. I whooped yeah. you in that. I whooped <laughs> you in Battleship or whatever that was. Nope. Yo, no, you, uh, you Battleship? No, I whooped you Man, in Battleship. Man, we can play right now. Where's my phone? <laughs> oh, you give me a Battleship? Are you I for know. real? I'm pretty sure I whooped you in Battleship. No, I won Battleship. Okay, I won all the other stuff. Mm. Oh, ping pong. Mm-hmm. I know. What's yeah. that? Uh, beer, uh, uh, beer uh, pong. pong. Yeah, beer pong. pong. Yeah, yeah, on Apple games. Uh, yeah. yeah. Got me in That's, that. Yeah, we're 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 totally into game night too. I'm the Uno champ. Like the oh, yeah, yeah, there's no like, like, I don't, no, I don't no, argue. No argue. I'm the Uno champ of the house. Yeah. Uh what else I beat y'all in? Uh uh we bowling. I still have or, the or, or, the, or the um the switch, yeah, switch switch bowling. Uh but our daughter. Yeah, and the the game of life, the life game. Yeah, she's still the champ. And I'm like, yo, how? Ooh, she's 13. I might have like, to she... play her. We'll see. <laughs> I, look, I'm gonna tell you right now, right? Um, I'm not playing her in certain things because I just yeah. go home. <laughs> there is <laughs> certain double, like it, it's uh, it's ridiculous. I'm not finna do all that. I'm too. Comp- <laughs> there is certain things. There is this game game called Dead or Alive Five. It was yeah. a fighting game. And, oh, we age, we aging ourselves again. Well, no, I mean, listen, <laughs> no, look, I'm gonna really age myself. I remember Pong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, we we played Dead or Alive Five, and she would just practice, yes, and like hone her skills. I she, get on my Zoom. I get on my Zoom. I don't play around. Right. <laughs> she is and, not playing. And she was de- destroying everybody, destroying my brothers, you know, and they were. Oh, that's how. Like, yeah, that's realness yeah. right there. When you, yeah, open up on the family. Right. I was like, let's go. So that's a game. Not, I'm just like, I'm not gonna, nah, we're not gonna do it. I mean, Ma- Mario Kart, I think, 
you kind of got no, no you i think you kind of no, got I think, that babe. i think my son yeah it, or our son. I, there you go our go son, ahead yeah. give yourself a little something now represent <laughs> no i tried but then i thought about my son and he'd be he'd be like flexing yeah. on me and nah, hitting me with be, the bread shelf yeah. when they come out of nowhere i'm like where'd you even get that blue part. shelf yeah what are we doing you are in number two yeah like you're right behind me how you're right behind me yes that's definitely something we do too game night we uh watch we'll watch like stand-up comedy yeah you know, make sure we get in our laughing movie yes. night is 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 real we're like amc uh premium members yeah <laughs> oh we God. went we went to see matter of uh, fact just went to go see Ninja turtles last uh, night yeah, hold was, on hold on let me I, babe do you think they got i don't know i'm i pick yes have y'all ever been to i pick movie theaters what is that oh, what's that Oh my goodness, it is. I can't even explain it. Have you ever seen like a luxury house with a movie theater? Yes. That's mm-hmm. what I pick it. It's literally, it they took the luxury movie theater out of a house and it's its own movie theater and it's got the reclining, cushy, luxury seats. They serve you the food to your chair. Oh, you yeah. And so, yeah. listen, I'm not so, hold on. Yeah. She, babe, you did a great job, but you kind of selling the food short. Oh, it's not her. just <laughs> food, right? <laughs> Like, listen, it's not just food. I'm talking like ridiculousness, like truffle fries, lobster mm-hmm. rolls. Uh, uh, they got the bag mm. on nachos. They got frat flatbread pizza. But like, you know, that's my kind of carrying on, right? Oh, there. We, it, it's listen, not called I it's called something else. But we went and it has like a where you like lounge and you're like in this little cocoon and they have like blankets and pillows. Yes. Oh, they took it. it. They stepped it up because these aren't cocoons. They're just like it's not a row of seats. It's like two seats to every little section. So it's just yeah. mm-hmm. whoever you bring. And yes, yes I, I fall asleep, and it's expensive, and I'll be feeling bad. But it's so comfortable mm-hmm. that you will fall asleep. I know that's you the know. whole point. They have the bar. Wait, I, I, that's oh. okay. Can I fell asleep too? Yeah, one really. Of it was so comfortable. Okay. Yes. Yes. Just, yes. Okay. So I don't feel good that. food, and you're and you're relaxing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what did we say? What did we say at the top of the podcast? Rest is productivity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if we get a good nap in at the movies, okay. ain't no shame. No That's shame. That's right. That is ain't so no, true. And the food be you know it's really gourmet food when they put stuff on the regular stuff that you don't even think go name you yeah. <laughs> like uh pineapple peach salsa what yes yes go ahead hit yes. that one time let me see what that's <laughs> right. and it'd be it's actually fire. good oh my good and then they'll yes. throw on like uh ingredients that you can't say but they throw it in there yep just for and some judge yes and the mm-hmm. uh and then the the menu don't got sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah when, Ooh, when yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, when, I see what you did there. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like it don't. It don't. When it, Double it, entendre, it's, it's real big time that. when they don't even show you the price at all. Yep. Oh my that's God. what you know. That's how yep. you know. Like, oh, okay. Like, look, okay. we can that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's that's my kind of carrying on right there. I yeah. love a good movie night. Yes. Um, you know, love watching watching stand up and, and good food added to it oh yes even like a trip to dave and buster's that was like our thing before the pandemic Um, and then uh now we're just trying to be uh innovative at home but as i'm getting comfortable going back out in in public i want to go back to dave and buster's because that was part of our game night too was actually going and playing games outside of the house too you know mm -hmm. just and we love stand-up comedy like 
there's a comedy show called 85 South. That's our yeah. thing. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. okay. South, South. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, our I'm thing. Over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That yes. yeah, that is our joint. You yes. know, we and we do movies. We used to really do movies in the mornings, you mm-hmm. know, and like that. Wake up, boom. And like we did it as a a way to connect during the day so that that connection carried throughout the rest of the day. And so it might be Pirates of the Caribbean week. We watching all of them. Boom. You know, when we get our breakfast. okay, boom. And then it's like, oh, okay, man, what you want? Oh, you want to watch God's? Oh, you trying to see you trying to see cats get eight shot and everything else. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, ain't none of the like, you know, but also at the same time, um, you know, we also practice our uh, our spirituality together, you know, Um, and we make sure that we are in tune as far as that is concerned. Um, Our talks are always deep and introspective um, and we got to get back to it. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, but we used to have a Sunday reflection where like we would just check in with each other and like, how are you doing physically? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing spiritually? And then, you know, we just talk about the things. And if there was anything bothering each other, there was no judgment. There was no. And then it's like, okay, well, how can I help you? What can I do to to facilitate you feeling better about this? Or like, was there anything that I did that bothered you? that you need to tell me yes okay i did this okay i'm sorry for that that might have been a missing uh a misinterpretation but i apologize for the way it made you feel um you know because we can talk about intention all day but um you can't apologize you you can't tell people how to take things you know yeah, and no, so no. yeah and so it's important to to make sure whether or not you meant it that way to apologize for however they took it. I didn't mean for you to take that that way. I apologize, babe. That's on me. Now, my intent was this. I will be more clear. I will say this differently. I will do that differently. I will make sure that I act like, you know, whatever you need me to do so that we don't have this type of, of uh, tiff again, you know, uh, um, and just, and just being able to, you know, because uh, like she said, she is my best friend. I do everything with her, you know, any and everything. And at the same time, you know, uh, the fun stuff is the fun stuff. But the things that really grow the relationship are the things that uh, uh, we uh, us as a collective uh, need to start leaning more into together, you know, so. Um, well, shout out to both of y'all for making yeah. it through the pandemic. Uh, and, 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 you know, no disrespect to anybody who may have disconnected from their you know significant other during the pandemic you know work your way through what you're working through but it's it it was tough on some people and a lot of relationships and i i can honestly say this is a a a non-humble flex i had a good time during the pandemic (laughs) we really did and see i'm an introvert homebody anyway so we went into lockdown i was like let's go i'm in my element like right Perfect. Yeah, exactly. y'all have made it real easy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, we and did. it's we crazy had a good time. because I do know people who, um, who who had some issues in their relationships, but I'll say that the pandemic got us as close as we have ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you know, a lot of people be like, "Oh, like I just need to get away. I need this," and I mm-hmm. like, "Yo, like, are we gonna have to actually go back out into this?" Right, I'm cool right. Just kicking it with you. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like them. I just want to be with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't trust them over there. Right. <laughs> That's right. right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and and it just shows the uh the intention with which uh we move into and through our our uh relational stages to get to the point of where we can be that that happy being that close for that long. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, because that it that kind of of uh, closeness doesn't happen by accident. That's intention. Right. Mm-hmm. It is purposeful, you know. And we made it a point to get close to each other uh, for better yes. and you know uh, for better and for better because there was no worse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um, the pandemic was a, was a blessing in disguise. You know? Um, oh, indeed, indeed. It it really helped our family to get closer. You know, because we had the mm-hmm. kids here; they weren't they weren't in school. And mm-hmm. something that you guys mentioned that I we need to also implement as well is you know we call like a family meeting. When do we have our family meetings? Right on Fridays. On Fridays, typically, we would sit around the table and like like you guys said, like check in, check mm-hmm. in with everybody, and you know we during the pandemic, we were really able to get closer because we could only depend on each other. You know, right. we weren't yes. going out to go to work and, you know, talk to our work besties and all of that. Yeah. You know, we got We had to deal with each other, you know, being in a close proximity all day, every day, you know, and I'm grateful that we, you know, were able to go through that experience and come through even tighter as a family to the point now where our kids are on vacation and they're calling us like oh, right we, they're in the pool you know, like they're, they're on vacation in living their best life but you know they they miss home they're like you know? oh okay wait can you get back in my bed it's like man enjoy the the, the place <laughs> <laughs> but also like you said having that intention in our relationships and i i honestly truly believe that's why you know, David and I are still together. I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we've seen a lot of our friends that are not, you know, mm-hmm. and that's un- that's unfortunate, but we have to always, and I tell him all the time, especially since we had, uh, we had children at, at such a young age, like we have to work on our relationship outside of me being a mommy and outside mm-hmm. of you being a dad, because although we make an excellent team if i do say so myself okay no we we also have to work on that friendship like you said you know being each other's best friend and teammates being teammates and i think the reason why we're able to to do that is because david and i were friends first you know before we before we started dating before we got married we were friends and just getting back to that getting back to being those those you know being best friends to each other Oh. Yeah. Oh. Look! Look Sorry. at that! Look at that! <laughs> oh, look at that! Look! Look! look. We're gonna make us talk about uh, the, the 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 corny vampire books that I used to read, yeah. and we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't corny. Yeah, they were. but you know that having that intention in your relationship and and you know get dipping below the surface and, and choosing right. and turning to each and other, choosing and turning to yes. each other instead of turning mm. away. Yeah, sometimes we're not each it's, other's enemy. Mm-hmm. Exactly, We're and e- even though sometimes you'd be like you, but you're like, hey, yep. hey, hey, if anybody's got me, it's you. That's and right. And when you choose each other, like it's, it's a, uh, it, it's kind of funny when when you have those ruffled times and you still like lean in, turn towards, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. open up. This mm-hmm. book called The Untethered Soul that I, you know, just I always go back whenever I'm feeling closed mm-hmm. because 
your my heart feels like oh my heart's closed whatever happened hurt me and brought up some old trauma and then i'll feel that closing like mm -hmm. all right no one else is going to get in building up a wall yeah. everyone's an enemy and now everything's you know uh, a, a nailed to a hammer mm -hmm. and then it's like but what happens when you open your heart mm -hmm. and you say okay you know what yes that hurt acknowledge that hurt but now i'm still open for the love and whatever can come in mm -hmm. after that and when I started to do that, it was like, oh, that that works. So that that book really helped me when I was feeling tight mm -hmm. to, to to loosen up and to make sure that you choose each other yeah. and choose appropriately. And then make the wrong choice. It's OK. And let me let me say this, um, because I think that that brings up a very important thing to all the men out there who are listening. Understand that if you are going to be the leader of your relationship, as God ordained you to be, it comes with an enormous amount of responsibility and and submission. And I think that a lot of men want the leadership title without the responsibility. Like you said, Dr. Dave, like uh, I can be as mad as I want to be about a topic uh, or anything that I'm upset about, but I go to her not because not because I want to, if I'm being honest, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't right. want to go to her, you know, like I don't be wanting to go to her. I don't be wanting to do none of that. But I understand that as the leader of our relationship, if I want um, our relationship to look like this to us, not to anybody else, right. um, I have to model that. And so if I want forgiveness, I have to model what that looks like. If I want love under fire, I have to model what that looks like. If I want to be able to have the com hard conversations, I have to be able to have the hard conversations. It, it's on me, you know, and obviously we're a team. And so when I say leader, I don't mean that I'm standing in front of her because she's directly beside me, you know. But in terms of the idea uh, that God has for uh, the household when he ordained man to be the leader that's what he was saying you are to submit to your wife as much as she is to submit to you and and being the leader means oftentimes you got to submit to yourself to, to her first because that's what leaders do yeah. wash the feet right. you know before that's he right, got period. his washed you know and mm -hmm. um it's just understanding that like you know i love her and i can't go hours without talking to oh it makes because she's the type that like when she get mad she don't want to talk to me nope <laughs> felt <laughs> felt mm -hmm. i can't take no if she know if she really want me to talk to go ahead and like we could be having something and then it's like a silent moment for 15 minutes and i'll see her she gathering up her ipad and she got her phone mm -hmm. and she might take her steam deck and now all of a sudden i want to talk yeah you leave it don't don't walk out of this room no mm -hmm. we can be mad but like be mad in the same be mad right here <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh right. what it does is it, it uh it expedites the uh the process, yeah. process you know I mean? yeah yeah because i'm looking forward to to getting back to that place and it don't matter i don't care what it is and what we have to say or how I, uh, you know, how the apologies have to happen or or what we need to talk about. Let's talk about that thing so that I don't have to be a second without you being in my presence. That's what leadership is. And a lot of dudes need to hear stuff like that because they believe that 
uh, it is something completely different from what it actually is. And so, yeah. you know, I just thought about that and I felt like that needed to be said. Yeah. Being and vulnerable with each other. That's Absolutely. right. And and the thing, it reminds me of um, the Deadass podcast. Um, this is Kev on stage and Kev on stage were on there. And um, I think her name is Melissa. She said, mm-hmm. a lot of people are afraid of the word submission in marriage and relationships. All it literally means is under one mission. And so when we submit to one another, it's not having to be subservient in that sense. It's literally, we're all, we're both under one mission. So submitting to you, we have the same goal, the same mission, submitting to, you know, vice versa. And a lot of people are afraid of that word in relationships, but that's what makes it strong. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. so. yeah. Understanding that, like, uh, like y'all said, we on the same team, you know, yeah. uh, and we're fighting the, the, the same fight for the same goal, for the same cause. And so let me go ahead and get this sugar so I can go back out here <laughs> and this cause on your behalf, okay? Right. Let me go ahead and do that because you ain't finna leave me without them lips. So. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. And also, you know, we're talking about being in a relationship for the long haul too. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that, you know, this person is going to change, right? So yes. you're making that commitment to choose to love them even as they grow. Um, and, and making sure that you're growing together and, and mm-hmm. not apart, you know, because oh, yeah. David and I are not, we think about now we're like, God, when we got married, we were kids. We thought we knew, we thought we had it. I knew we were grown, we, we, we were grown, grown, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now we look back and we're like, oh God, we didn't know anything, <laughs> you know, and I'm not that same girl. He's not that same guy, you know, right. he's, he's, he's growing into the man he is today and that. He's gonna be, you know, different and evolved in the in the next twenty years. And and when we made that commitment, I made that commitment that I'm gonna love him in all his phases and mm-hmm. vice versa. And vice, so. and that's an important part. And vice versa because we also had to learn that we we may evolve di- at different, different times. times. Yep. Like yes. she may go to her Christmas period at a different time mm-hmm. and elevate and you know saying she got everything tight, working good, and and it, I may not have my stuff together. Mm-hmm. And it's to, it's for me to to celebrate with her when she's doing that. Be happy for her, you know, celebrate, lift her up as much as possible, and then know that hey, if if there's a part where I am, you know, changing or learning more about myself, heck, we're all going through ther- therapy. Shout out to Black people in therapy. Yes, that's um, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So right. we all go through our stuff and being patient with each other. Patient yeah. and kind, like, oh, that's okay. You know, you didn't know what you didn't know at that time, and you're learning. We're we got that same mission. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got to go back and get some some basic training, or if I got to go back and get double basic training, uh, yeah. the good basic training, not the one that that knocks out your empathy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the, the the good one. If I got to go back and, and work on it a little bit, you know, you got to do that. You got to put in the work. Yeah, that's right. And like. People are so afraid of change, but I always ask like my prospective clients, is the pain of change, is the pain of staying the same greater now than the pain of change? We should be afraid of staying the same, even in our relationships. If you, you don't want someone to stay the same because there's no growth there. You should embrace change because that means when they change for the better than you do, your relationship does, your household does. So I think that change is inevitable and we need to adapt and embrace it especially within our marriages our relationships all of that stuff yeah and people just yes. fear change because it's unknown yes you don't, for sure. you don't, people 
like to know if the change is going to happen, what that person is going to change into. Yeah. Yeah. But if you love one another, best believe that the influence that you have on them and then the influence that they have on themselves is only going to make them molt into a better person for, for the both That's of right. you guys. Yes. And yes, and you benefit from that growth. Absolutely. The other person benefits from that growth. You know, that's right. That's the relationship benefits from that growth. Yep. Absolutely. So as we um as we wrap up, we want to be cognizant of your time. Thank you both so much for being. This has been yes, such an enlightening for having us. Yes. Thank like, you. Uh, enlightening conversation. Okay. I told y'all I was gonna yes. be kind of quiet. I, I I was less. I was way less ignorant on this podcast than I am with Jess Hinch, <laughs> and I was much more quiet. So it just speaks yes. to the volumes of reverence I had. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. I had to think about that. Like, I was yeah. way yeah, less This was amazing, you know, and you guys are, are doing great. You know, keep up the good work with your podcast. That's awesome. That's so dope. I think that's so dope that you guys are doing that. And thank you. We are, you know, so honored to be your first of many yeah. illustrious guests. Let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> and before we wrap up, though, like to tie in the wellness, you both are illustrious wellness experts and intellect. So you can pick up on like, you know, sometimes when people need better wellness or, or whatever that might look like. So tying in marriage and relationships, what do you both think that wellness looks like for your spouse? So what can you say is like an area where they could do to improve, but maybe they're not implementing it or something you would want to see them have as part of their wellness regimen? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to try to go first. I, <laughs> I think, I don't know. All right, yeah, all right. I, have, I have an idea. I think for her wellness, it would be good uh, to, <laughs> this is going to be kind of funny, when the kids come back, mm-hmm. for her to not yell. <laughs> but listen, but we're, we're both working on it. Okay, like, no, work no, in progress. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not throwing her in the bus. I got to do it too. Yeah. And so we we, we we both, we're so used to it. You know, yeah. we, we've got, it, it takes a while, just, you know, for the sound to travel to these kids' ears and for them to process it and then <laughs> mm-hmm. get downstairs and clean their shit. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> I, I think for her, for her wellness, you know, not having to raise her voice will mm-hmm. be helpful because we can now text the kids. They both got better phones than I do. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, we, we can we can text text them and, and, and get them down. I think that'll help. And a way that I can help her with her wellness is to, when I see it, gently kind of, I don't know, maybe we'll make a sign like a, yeah, like a, a code. you'll have a little code, oh, like yeah. a, I don't know, yeah, hashtag, I'll be like, like I'll, I'll be like, hashtag, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta hashtag. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something. Yep. Let her know, like, you know what, uh-uh, I, I can see it, the volcano. I can see it, I don't, yeah, right, I don't, I, mean, I don't want it for you, right. And I think, you know, for David, like, um, appreciating um, the value and resting and unplugging mm-hmm. he's he's very much go 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 like even when we're on a vacation i gotta log in real quick babe, for this meeting i gotta da, 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 da. you know what i mean like no understanding the value in in resting and unplugging and not feeling that anxiousness of you know i'm not doing anything right now so i'm not being productive 
mm-hmm. and understanding that you need that that downtime and that is also productive. It is. She, yes. uh, remember, uh, though, we talked briefly about how I went on vac- vacation for the first time in a long time this yep. past December, and she was like, "Hey, yeah, I was. <laughs> I may have promised." She was like, "Hey, yep." Like, yeah. I don't want to see nothing. You know, because the last vacation he worked through it so, every day. So I, I was like, okay. And I, and I, I did it. And it, and it was, there was so much power in unplugging. We had a beautiful time. We celebrated her birthday. She went and, you know, had, had a, had a great time. We had a lot of family uh, in, in, in town. That was the best. That's and it, the best. yeah, it was, a, it was a great time. There's power in unplugging. So that's right. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm I want to hear, hear both of yours. Though. Yeah. yeah, I was about to get. So first and foremost, speaking of vacations, what he didn't say is I made him take that week because I mm. said at some point you're going to take a week because he was ending school for the summer. And I was like, you're not going to be doing everything. If you have a break, you're going to take one. So he was like, OK, I took a week. I'm like, he took a week from what? Because I'm not used to him taking breaks at all. So he was like, I took a week from work. And, you know, obviously school was out and I was like, OK. Um, but the wellness aspect that quite honestly he can do for himself is not getting on my nerves. That will benefit everybody. <laughs> that will benefit all of us. He will pester me, he will bother me, he will t- touch my stuff. I hate when he touches my stuff. Don't it's, touch my stuff. Oh, don't touch my stuff. Whole- okay, go ahead. Go ahead. It's our stuff, but if it's like a lotion that I know you're not gonna wear. <laughs> <laughs> or a candle I know you don't care about. And he touches it and grabs it and smells it. He didn't smell it 50 million times. He does <laughs> stuff to get on my nerves. And then he gets, I'm not an abuser. So I don't want misinterpretation on this podcast. Mm. But he will get popped a little bit. Because he's always working my nerves. Okay. Hip check. That, yes, there you go. We'll pop them fingers. Pop them fingers. Yes. That, ah, ah. yes, that is what will benefit his wellness <laughs> and mine. <laughs> Well, here we go. What will benefit my wellness is recognizing that because I'm saying nothing crazy. Okay. (laughs) I'm definitely going to you now. This podcast is about to be over and it's just going to be me and you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so here's what it is, right? (laughs) Because we are together, it is ours. So I should be able to smell it whenever I want. I think that that's fair. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Boom. No. Okay. So the thing is, um, we talked about this today. Um, the thing that she can really do um, that I really see that I need to speak into her is uh, not being so hard on herself. Um, there is a lot of capability in her. Um, there is a lot of, there are a lot of wonderful ideas and the wherewithal to do those things to uh, the highest extent. And what I don't want is for small hiccups to stagnate the eventual push towards those goals that I see coming. I know the greatness that's in her. I know the greatness that is destined for her. I can see it and I'm trying to uh, facilitate that um, in my role as best I can. But what I don't want is for her to be so hard on herself that she feels like um, because there might have been a little hiccup, it's worth stopping. 
or because there might have been uh, something that is uh, something that happened that might have been unexpected, there might be uh, cause for her confidence to go down. She is going to do so much and her ideas literally have the uh, ability to change the world. And I don't want you to be so hard on yourself that you lose track, you lose sight of the confidence that's going to get you to change the world. Because Mm -hmm. some of the hardest things that have been done have been marred by some of the uh, most mind-filled, blockade-filled passages that have been known. Um, Everything worth doing is not going to be easy. And I understand that there may be minor setbacks. There might be things that you didn't expect. There might even be potholes that may get you to stop. Don't lose your confidence one bit because I will never lose my confidence in you. Amen. I know that's right. Right. Speak speak to (laughs) it. You better speak that into her. I want to share something that that set me free as someone who has suffered from perfectionism. And it can be debilitating. Um, But I saw on TikTok, on the clock app, uh, somebody posted a video where they said, uh, you know, uh, their therapist told them, don't let being a perfectionist, right? And I'm probably going to botch this quote all up, but I hope you you, you get what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Don't let, you know, trying to be a perfectionist and your drive for things to work out perfect stop you from being good, mm-hmm. right? So don't let it stop you from pursuing your dreams or achieving your goals, Um because you want it to be a certain way and still allow yourself to be good and 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 not striving in that perfection. Absolutely. That's a, such a necessary mindset that I, I'll have to implement because I struggle with perfection. Yeah. And I'm preaching to the choir. I, I struggle with that too. But, you know, we're going to encourage each other, yep. you know, to keep going. Like you said, even when things come up, it's okay. It doesn't yep. have to be perfect to be good. That's nope. the message for all black women. It's like, you know, not, not that strong, but it's like, it's okay to be good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, right. and then to be enough, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like, hey, yeah, I was, you, yeah. Oh, you did enough. enough. And you're good enough. You, you know, yeah. uh, there, there's a, a funny picture of Bart Simpson holding a, a cake and it said, at least you tried. tried yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have it in our house. Yeah, it's on a little it's uh, on a digital, digital picture frame. frame, right? As soon as you walk in the house. And it's funny to, you know, reference. It's like, hey, as long as you try, hey, that's, that, that, that's best good. That's to get the rest. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That is 100% it. Um, Thank you. Thank both of you so much. It's been so inspiring. Yes, it was. And before we clear out, please, once again, for all the numerous endeavors you both have and all the work you're doing, let everyone listening know where they can find you on social media, LinkedIn, all that good stuff, websites, all of that. All right. So I'll I'll go first because I don't have a lot because... I don't, I don't have social other than yeah. um, the LinkedIn, you know, right. which people are like, what, what is this a, a business? But yeah. you can also, <laughs> um, you can also, you know, you can go to my website, musing you, M-U-S-I-N-G, letter U. Um, that's just something that my wife created, helped me create oh. one of the uh, businesses my wife helped me create. Uh, so that's, that's, that's mine. And 
yeah, sh- share this podcast if you like. If you like what you hear and share it, subscribe. You know, subscribe on all platforms, all that jazz. Trying to, you know, promo, promo, promo. promo. Anyway, uh, and then off to off to Lydia. Yeah, so you can uh, follow me at TikTok. Um, I'm a self care queen, ASMR on TikTok. Uh, my website is Everyday Self Care Queen. Um, you can reach me there. I'm trying to wait for LinkedIn to upload because I don't know my LinkedIn by heart. Is it Ruby <laughs> Hester? Uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. David was sharing his LinkedIn. I was like, oh wait, let me take my professional. That's right. Yeah. So um, we'll wait. No, no, I was just saying that's that's where you can you can find me, um, Lydia Hester, MFA, MA on LinkedIn and um, EverydaySelfCareQueen.com. I love it. Well, we had the queen and the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm still excited right now, even after we're done. Right. Yeah, this was <laughs> this was amazing. This was, this was, this was really episode. fun. This is awesome. Y'all may become repeat. Yes, uh, for sure. We're down. Anytime yeah. y'all want to invite us, we yeah. are down. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. this was a good conversation. This was really good, you know. Um, for all the listeners out there, please listen to this a couple of times because there's yeah. so many nuggets in here. It's like a verse from somebody you really like, a Nas verse, you know, and you're like, oh. And then you go back and you're like, oh. oh. And then you go back and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> You don't yeah, get like, all of that from this. Like, or like uh, when you uh, watch, um, what was the movie Jordan Peele? What was his first movie? Oh, Get Out. Get yeah. Out. You had to watch yeah. it back like eight times to get all the details that he put in the movie. Like right. this, oh, this me, episode is on that. Like Atlanta. No, yeah, no. Watch any, uh-huh. any episode. Tenant. Tenant. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. oh my god. Now that's that was one you crazy. gotta watch again and again and again. You're like, oh, yes. man, you really yeah. Yeah. Like you yes. finally get it. I fell asleep on it, right? And so I woke up. No, no, so dude. so 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 hold on, let me tell you. Cause I, I know it sounds crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you, know, you can tell how traumatized I am. <laughs> no, I fell asleep on it. I woke up at the very end and I was like, what? Oh, oh. She's like, you babe, you missed so much. And so yeah. I went back and watched it and I was like, Oh, yeah. I um I need to read the synopsis. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I actually, so I read the synopsis and then I went back and watched it again. That's how yes. nerdy I am. Like, you know, it, it it gets pretty ridiculous. So like, I'll read oh. it as I'm going through the movie and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is that part. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. This is crazy. Wait, was ten, it was John David Washington, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah, it the John one David with- Washington. Was it the one where he and his girlfriend went on vacation or was it the other one where he was like enlisted with it Rob was, Pattinson. It, it was Rob Pattinson. That's, Rob that's Pattinson. the one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's the one. That was yeah. dope. Yeah. It yes. Was Rob Pattinson. That so, was that yes. Was Definitely go back, listen to this podcast again, share it with your friends, and subscribe. Like Doctor Dave said, you gonna get some. You gonna get some nuggets. You heard no, the queen. Do it. You heard, her. you heard her. Y'all didn't heard the queens. They have spoken. Okay. Follow the lead. Follow the lead. Thank you guys so much. We really oh, so much appreciate it. And this Musing You logo is really dope. Did y'all have someone it's, make that? I, or? Yes, I had this wonderful artist who I've been like shacking up with for like the last 18 years. Oh, um, okay. Lydia did it. She did it. She, she <laughs> created it. That is so lit. It's a, so lit. it's a M with light bulbs. 
I can't. I'm not good at describing stuff, babe. Go ahead. Babe, uh, done. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very much so like you know sometimes we don't know what we don't know the light bulb's off there's a little mm-hmm. bit of darkness and then oh when i you, see it okay when you when you connect when you like we're doing now when you connect with others when you connect with community that light bulb can turn on it can shine mm-hmm. bright and it's the inspiration, inspiration. you know muses are from you know from the, the greek muses inspiration and creativity that. that is dope please check out the website check out all their stuff all the stuff they just named go on click everything peruse it do what you gotta do connect Absolutely. all that so dope uh, you know don't send messages unless you, you know unless you whatever <laughs> 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 you may want to send a message you may not do whatever but definitely check them out two awesomely dope people um on the bbul podcast babe anything right. else Nope, I am satisfied, satiated, all that good stuff. Oh, you ain't lying. We will catch you guys next time. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Cece. I just wanted to do like a quick little pre-plug talk, plug talk. Um, first and foremost, I know you guys could tell how elated we were to all be on the podcast together. I hope it means a lot to you all listening um, and to Dr. Dave and Miss Lydia Hester as well, just because it was such an important conversation that we had. And I think in the heat of the excitement, I don't think we stopped to celebrate that there are a young Black couple that have been married and together for almost 20 years. So if I had a soundboard for applause, I would certainly press it a bunch of times or do like the, the that thing. But I just wanted to shout them out for the skin in the game they have as a young Black couple being married and together as long as they've been thus far. And I know there will be decades more to celebrate amongst them. Um, but I really just wanted to take the time to celebrate that. I don't think we see enough examples of that in our community. And also too, I didn't have them on hand, but the rest books that I was referring to, the books on rest, I'm pretty sure I wasn't accurately titling them in the episode. But the first one that I believe I named is actually called Rest is Resistance. It's a manifesto and it's by Tricia Hersey. And she's actually the founder of the Nat Ministry. So that's the first book. And then for those of us, those of our Christians out there listening, there's a book that I've had for a while called Rest, and it's Living in Sabbath Simplicity. It's by Carrie Wyatt, Carrie Wyatt Kent. And another book that I just happen to have that I haven't gotten to yet either is Pause. And I don't know the author because the Barnes & Noble, what do you be doing putting the sticker over the author's name? I probably could look on the spine, but I already put it back. By Carrie somebody, K-E-R-R-Y. Um, and then the first Carrie in Rest, Living in Sabbath Simplicity, the second book I titled, I gave you guys, is Carrie, K-E-R-I, Wyatt Kent. So those are the three books that I wanted to plug before we move on, just because uh, this is such an important episode and I want to have all literary references available for you guys, especially since we don't yet have like a visual podcast. Um, And I I will try and put them, actually, I can put them in the description of our episode as well, too. But um, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys that, give them their 
their props and celebrate their marriage. And also too, I think that we should give you guys an opportunity at this time to leave feedback. So if you have constructive and positive comments and feedback only, then please hit us up at tune, T-U-N-E, two, the number two, B-B-U-O at gmail.com. That is all. Thanks for listening. Now for Plug Talk. So if you are looking for a written and video platform that is all encompassing, uh, it has culture, music, sports, politics, all of that stuff, all in one place. I really need you to fly on over to a kingsvibes.com. Check it out. Subscribe, comment, share, uh, like, whatever else comes with doing a um, uh, a website. I really need you guys to go over and do that. Check it out. And then also, Solstice is coming. Yep. Solstice is coming. Be ready. So I am the owner and creator of Thoroughbred Wellness Enterprises, which is an umbrella establishment of overall self-improvement and healing. I am a certified personal trainer and I'm working towards getting my nutrition coach certification, but my business is so much more than just making you move and sweat. My passion is to help people, particularly women of color, especially black women who think they're too busy to dedicate time to their wellness or just don't know where to start. I've come across even bank branch managers who oversee multiple locations and they're completely overwhelmed, tired, and who didn't realize how simple incremental changes in their lifestyles could make their days easier and more balanced until I spoke with them. I showed them how they can give back some of that busy time to themselves and in turn no longer just being quote unquote okay, but feeling and being better and experiencing vitality. I also have this is so personal for me a huge soft spot for women who struggle with this daily overwhelm while also dealing with mental wellness struggles that might be triggered by hormonal imbalance because that's been me for a few years for quite a while i've learned to tremendously accelerate the healing of my mind and just myself in the past and on my current journey through overall wellness practices and i did this through the culmination of a complete lifestyle overhaul and transformation. And I just want to help others the same way I've helped myself and I'm currently helping myself. I do believe that God gifted us with longevity and I believe I've been purposed to help us optimize that. So if you believe your mind, body, and spirit can benefit from any of these things that I've told you that I love and I'm passionate about, please go to thoroughbredvitality.com. That is T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H-B-R-E-D-V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y.com. 
check out some of my programs and services, including some that I'm still expanding on. I'm always adding new content and schedule a free, free consultation with me. See how I can best serve you and potentially be not just your coach, but also your cheerleader from anywhere in the world.